Did you know that homesteading begins with a mindset shift? There's something built into us that draws us back to the land, something that pulls us toward a slower-paced life, a life more in tune with the world around us. When a person finally decides to stop resisting the urge, we call them a homesteader. They have answered the call to a simpler life, a purposed life, a life connected to the world around them. Not every homesteader has land or even the desire to grow a big garden or have all the animals, but they have the desire to learn how to do things for themselves, to return to the old ways, the ways their ancestors did things. They have chosen to walk in the ancient paths. Welcome to the Ancient Paths Podcast. We are your hosts, Wendy and Shani, and we are two moms a quarter of a century apart preserving tradition for a modern generation. If you haven't yet, find us on Facebook at Ancient Paths Podcast and Instagram at Ancient Paths Podcast 616. We would love to hear from you. You can also join us over on Patreon and subscribe for $5 a month for bonus content such as after show chats, ebooks, video calls, and more. Okay, are you ready for tea time? Yes, I am. We have decided to add this segment at the beginning of our show to catch up a little bit and share what we've been up to. We both love hot tea, so we figured we would share the variety we've made when we sit down to record, and if you have any suggestions, let us know. What you drinking, Shani? What am I drinking today? Blood mm-hmm. orange. Blood orange something. I don't know the brand. Oh, we'll have Should to look we'll at that. Put, we will put it in the show notes. We will. We will put it in the show notes. What about you? What do you have today? I, I have um, Trader Joe's organic blood orange with um, Ruibos. Yeah, so we both are kind of in a blood orange, yeah. fallish mood today. I think yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. We um, made our lunch with just the kids uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and that was a lot of fun. We made a chicken because that's what we had in the freezer, and I didn't want to go out and buy a turkey. And then each of the kids was in charge of a different side dish. So we mm-hmm. did. Um, mashed potatoes and carrots like glazed carrots we call them uncle john's carrots because my brother decided that my uncle john came up with them but really they're (laughs) glazed carrots and my nanny had made them long before my uncle john did but that's just what we call them and then we had sweet potato casserole and honey garlic green beans so not super traditional thanksgiving food but it was something that the kids could help us with. So that was a lot of fun. And I saw that. I saw that on one of your social media posts yeah. where they did, did a dish themselves. Didn't each one yes, do a dish Yes, they themselves? each, like, they prepped everything. I told them how what we were going to put in. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's good memories. Yes. Yeah, and then we, we sat around our table that was all decorated for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And we ate. And we said what we were thankful for. And we had... Um, pumpkin whoopie pies that we bought from a friend who was making them that was our dessert so it was a lot of fun that sounds delicious then we went and had dinner with family that night but it was fun to get to do lunch at home with just the kids yeah Yeah. that sounds like a good time what about you what did you do for thanksgiving you've had we've had a lot of multiple thanksgivings this week (laughs) haven't you we've had a lot of thanksgivings we had thanksgiving on wednesday um because my son needed to go out of town um for a few days so we did thanksgiving with him and then on thanksgiving day we kind of took it easy because we were kind of exhausted and 
on Friday we did Thanksgiving again my dad came into town and we did Thanksgiving we've always so we've had so many people to go to Thanksgiving with that we've always tried to be flexible and my dad um, we would go to my mom's families and then um, then TJ's families and then if we were tired the kids were exhausted yeah. so my dad said hey you know I'll do it on a Friday if you want so he has his own Thanksgiving day so we still yeah. kind of carry on that tradition so we eat pretty much all weekend hey. and on Saturday we had leftovers like we did today there's nothing wrong with that yeah, yeah. that's pretty good yeah so anything else we need to catch up on um, we've already been talking for over an hour. What did we, what did we cover? That's on, that's live on the air, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, what's think, going on on the farm? Oh yeah. So I just took you, I said, let's, mm-hmm. when you got here, I said, Hey, let's take a tour around the farm. The meat chickens are getting really big and they yeah. are actually beautiful. They look good. They're feathering out beautifully. Even they're going to be gonna tasty. Lose they're going to be tasty. <laughs> We're trying to get them to five pounds, so they'll be good stewing chickens. And you can also use them for anything at that point, you know, yeah. soups and things like that. And What are they at right now, you think? They're, they're probably about three and a half, four. Okay. We're trying to slow them down. We don't want, they are bred to grow quickly. We don't want them to grow quickly. It's it, Actually, it's Adam's business that's handling it, but that's what he's doing. So I'm just telling you what he's doing. But yeah. um, we're just trying to keep them slow, and so they'll be tasty and tender. You know, and they'll be healthy. And plus, they're getting sunlight every day. We're moving them over fresh grass every day, and they seem to be really healthy. Yeah, for the cross, the the breed that they are. Yeah. yeah. And but, you're slowing down for we're slowing the down winter the for CSA. the CSA box. Last one is Monday for the winter, and we won't start again till February. So that I say we're taking a break, but in reality, we'll still be working. We just yeah. won't be delivering every week. When that's a big. That's a big deal because it's really busy the Sunday night before, and it's really busy Monday during the day to try to get all the produce packed, everybody delivered to, try to get that off without a hitch. So it'll be nice to have eight weeks probably, or we'll, we can yeah. sleep in on Monday morning past 5.30 or 6. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a nice little break, but we'll be ready to get at it. We'll sit here and plan for what's going to go in the right. box. We pretty much have that ready, get our seeds ready. Get them in the ground, put our cover crops, let the ground rest for a little bit. Oh when goodness. will you start putting things in for the February boxes? Um, the seeds, mm-hmm. the plants. Yeah. Um, so depending, the carrots are already in the ground because okay. they're a hundred day crop. Yep. Um, well, any, all the beet roots, that's usually 60 to 70, depending on the varieties. We'll go ahead and start getting those in the ground in a week or two. And yeah. then we'll go ahead and put some, um, make seedlings for the transplants are going to go. The lettuces, the broccoli, the cauliflower, the brassicas, the greens, things like that. Yeah. We'll start getting them seeded. We should uh, video maybe yeah. putting the boxes together one week. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be fun. Yeah, on, that would be fun. We could put uh, like a sneak peek on social media and yeah. maybe put a video, full length video on Patreon. Patreon. That be yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to do that. We'll often yeah. be on our best behavior and be in a good mood, and all of us will be coffeeed up before we... <laughs> at, at six thirty <laughs> in the morning. On a Monday, yeah. six thirty in the morning. You yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, we don't have anything really new going on. So, are we ready to get to our main topic? We are ready to get to our main topic. Okay. I think. So today we're going to talk about why we believe homesteading is a mindset, and how you can get started no matter where you live, be it in a in apartment. A suburban home, a little piece of land, or even a big piece of land. 
Uh, Before we get into all of that, though, I think that it's important to define our terms. So, Wendy, can you explain to us the similarities and the differences between farming and homesteading? And then give us some definitions, maybe. Okay, so we were talking about this earlier, and it's really big. They're they're used interchangeably nowadays, and this is definitely not a Merriam-Webster definition or Oxford, right? Right. This is what we've talked about, and this is the way we think it probably is. So they both deal with producing foods, whether it be grains or fruits, vegetables, meat, eggs, milk, anything like that Mm -hmm. from the land on our own, producing it yourself. The difference we think the we're coming up with is who is it produced for? Right. Is it produced for yourself or produced for you to resell? So homesteading, we think typically revolves around producing food for the family and farming is focused on producing food for the community and not necessarily just the local community. Um, if you have a farm, you're going to try to profit off of that farm. That's what we're thinking. Then if you're homesteading, it's for your own immediate family. Right. That's the way we're defining it. Right. And and even though like those are very general definitions and sometimes we're going to use the words interchangeably. Um, but for example, your farm produces food for your family, but right. also for the community. Correct. And you are looking to, like you said, profit off of mm-hmm. your farm. It's not just necessarily to pay for itself anymore you're yeah. li- like it is a job exactly i oh, think without a doubt <laughs> right i think uh the the way that i look at our property is we it is a homestead we call it a farm just because there's mm-hmm. kind of something romantic about calling it your place a farm, a farm. Yeah. but if we sell anything which we do a little bit it's to pay for what we have it's right. not necessarily to be um it's not necessarily to bring my husband home from his work. Sure, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the difference. So sometimes the terminology can get a little bit um, muddied because we're going to use them interchangeably. But when we're talking about a homesteader, we're referring to more than just this idyllic picture farm right. with the red barn which you do happen right. to have and <laughs> right. my, i have a shed that's red the but red you know <laughs> um it's more than just that there is more to homesteading than just the property and the produce right and that's what we're gonna it's a mindset get into it's a mindset yeah. right yeah okay so let's go ahead and get started into some of those ways um that we're thinking about this homestead mindset so quite simply having this homesteading mindset is you want to have the desire to be a producer instead of a consumer, Mm -hmm. right? So it is you asking yourself these questions. What can I produce for myself instead of having to depend on someone else to produce it for me? Um, What skills does that require and how can I acquire those skills? It's really, you know, you're just shifting to, you know, do I really need someone else to make this for me or, or can I do it myself? Right. And do I want to do it myself? I mean, yeah. can I make it a better quality product perhaps? Or can I save money on it? Or, you know, just think of, okay, if, if you're trying to do that, why, why are you trying to do that? Yeah. You know, why are you trying to, to make it yourself? Yeah. Well, and some of, the, some of the qualities we talked about that a homesteader would have um, is the want to, as mm-hmm. you call right. it, the having to. the want to, um, the ability to learn um, or the ability to be teachable. Right. And that takes a certain amount of humility and recognizing that it's okay to not have all of the answers. Sure. 
Um, I think that one is sometimes maybe the hardest hump to get over (laughs) in starting that. But once you can admit that you do still have things to learn, um, I think the rest of it starts to come. So what about the desire to live a simpler life? I think that's, that may be a quality of a homesteader. Mm -hmm. Does that mean we don't go and do things with the rest of the population and we just cloister ourselves on our property? Are you enjoying the life that you've been given to the fullness mm-hmm. you know it, your life everybody's individual so are you happy are you having a good time doing what you're doing when you're home do you like to be there yeah you know when you are are you are you using all the talents and skills you've been given not are you so tired that you fall into bed you know try not i think the goal is to not do that yeah the goal is to fall into bed going what a wonderful yes. day you yeah know, that was a full day yeah that was a that was a full day. Yeah. You know? I don't think simpler means um, less always. No. It's just more focused and intentional. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Full- yeah. Fullness of life. We need to probably coin that term. Yeah. The fullness, fullness of life. Fullness, right. uh, the next thing I thought about was somebody, a homesteader is somebody who lives somewhat countercultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't necessarily want the same things that culture is telling them that they should want. Right. Um, and sometimes that's hard to make that step, but it's freeing in a way too, because you don't have to feel like you have to compete with all of the things, um, that the world is telling you that you should want. And that's hard because in today's, especially, I mean, I say today, it's been going on since we've had television. Yeah. Um, or even before that radio, radio, yeah. You know, the, the advertisement is it's just, I mean, you, you're not hungry and you watch a yep. food commercial and all of a sudden you're hungry or you didn't really think you needed that outfit, but then you see it and you think, oh, I need that yes. outfit or the newest, what was the, what's the craze now? The air fryers, or I think maybe that's an old craze, but yeah, it's once been you around see for a couple something, of years. Yeah. yeah you think, oh, I need that gadget. Yeah. I need that well, gadget. so I was telling you that I started the next chapter in Jill Winger's book. Oh, that's right. And she does talk about this in mm-hmm. that book because when all, basically when um, production outpaced consumption mm-hmm. is when marketing was born because oh, companies yeah. needed a way to sell their product mm-hmm. and they needed to sell more of it. And sure. so- they created these products that made life quote unquote easier. Right. But then they needed to convince people that they needed these products that made their lives easier because then they had more free time to go spend money on the other things. That's right. And so, and it just spiraled from there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, there's a whole industry that has lots of kind of offshoot industries that was born out of, out of this industrial revolution, which mm-hmm. drug people away from the ancient paths. They did. And, and made us feel like unit. we needed more. Yeah. Yeah. The family unit in general. Yeah. Once you were home all day, became you were gone eight hours a day. Yeah. At least. Well, it's it, a lot. It brought the figure. factory model to every aspect of life, mm-hmm. not just how products were consumed how or many produced. Meals a day you had. Right. Mm-hmm. You have regimented. Um, slots for things. And I mean, we can even go as far as saying that public school was created Mm -hmm. for the purpose of occupying the children while both parents were out working in the factories. And then, you know, a lot of times those kids also ended up working in factories, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but 
Uh, we could talk about that for a we long could time. We could go into history, right? Yeah. <laughs> we could. Um, okay, so another quality of a homesteader is somebody who desires to be community dependent by sourcing local and regionally produced foods and products. And um, I didn't want to phrase that as being self-sufficient because I don't mm-hmm. think we're created to be islands. We need to learn how to have community mm-hmm. again. And a good way of doing that is by sourcing your things from local producers, mm-hmm. whether it's food or it's, you know, a gifts like trinkets mm-hmm. or even household products. I know I'm working on on moving more towards shopping local mm-hmm. for things that normally I would just run to Amazon for. Right. And Amazon is so convenient and it's so helpful to be able to search from the comfort of my home and find, you know, 15 versions of the same thing and I can find the right. cheapest price and then it's at my house within 2 days. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it is a goal for our family to move away from that yeah. a little bit more and even move away from purchasing things at Walmart, right. you know, find your local producers. And mm-hmm. that takes time and energy. And it does. We and have it, been conditioned to not take that time to right. go do that. Right. Everything is convenient. And and I it, it is hard to source. I mean, it does. We have people that drive up here to get their vegetables. Well, you yeah. coming from Namar. Yeah. And then we have um, people that come up here, they come still get milk, you know, our local raw milk is here. And so people come all the way up here to get the milk and then they take it down and distribute it. And, and it does take, it's an hour drive, yeah, you know, from the nearest town. So it's a long, it's a, it's a long drawn out process, but it's for some people, it's really worth it for them. Well, and, and that's an ancient path. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're going back to how it was even during the industrial revolution when um, families had moved away from the countryside, they, the milk still came from the countryside until they brought the cows to the city. And Mm -hmm. then you have the whole modern dairy factories, which is a whole other issue. (laughs) And we'll talk about that in future episodes. I think when we talk about bread and about Mm -hmm. milk, we've got, and meat, really. We've got lots yeah. of things we can talk of, about with that. Right. But. And I mean, it is convenient. There's some things you just, you just need to get on Amazon, I guess. Yes. You know, some things you just need it, you know, you need it in a day. I mean, well, we don't have Radio Shack anymore. Right. Like this podcasting equipment came from Amazon. It certainly did. <laughs> because I mean, there's not we don't a, have local a local source tech to go store. To, right. Yeah. To say we need it. So there's some things that right. you have to choose, you know, what can you do in your area to support your neighbors and yeah. your community and, and start somewhere like mm-hmm. that's a, it's a good place yeah, to start. start. Somewhere it is. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we've also talked about the desire to make things homemade, um, and just having the resourcefulness of making things mm-hmm. homemade. Yeah. Um, you can save money by, for example, baking bread at home instead of buying Without it at the store. And mm-hmm. it's just, you, you have to start somewhere with being willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to not know how. It's okay if mm-hmm. your mom didn't teach you. You can't. There are resources out there right. and you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, another quality of a homesteader is that you have the patience to wait for the funds to do a, product, a project um, or for the right deal to come along and to not be afraid of buying secondhand. 
Uh, this is something I am not good at at all. <laughs> we are, want that Anka shroom. Oh, I do want that Anka shroom. <laughs> I mean, it, I think that's worth saving up for because it, oh, it just sure. is hopefully would be like a legacy type mm-hmm. thing to hand down, like your Bosch that you right. still have that still works. I love it. Um, but when we want to do a project, it's really hard to wait because yes. we're like, we can see, we can see that dream already uh, becoming a reality and we want to get it done. But sometimes you have to wait and say no to the immediate gratification and wait with that delayed gratification yes. for a better outcome, a better product. Um, yes, I agree. And it's something that I think has to be learned. I don't think in our society, many people have this innate patience and willingness to wait we are selfish by nature and we just want things when we want them absolutely yeah i I don't want to wait for a lot of things you know we didn't want to wait for cookies to get out of the oven yeah (laughs) that's why we eat cookie dough that's right exactly i mean it is amazing (laughs) how we just we kind of we kind of want to rush everything but life is to be savored yes so rushing through it it's not fun. that kind of goes back to the simpler life. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to slow down. It's okay, it okay. for things to not happen. Smell the roses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last quality of a homesteader that I have listed was um, the willingness to work to get the job get done. done. Um, we have had to learn that we have to be willing to put in the work ourselves instead of just paying somebody to come do it for us. And sometimes there, it is, it is appropriate to pay Mm -hmm. somebody to do something if you don't have the ability to learn the skill. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of times we do have the ability and we don't want to put in the work Yeah, and we have to be willing to put our big girl pants on and our, our muck boots and our gloves and and get out there. On a daily basis, go ahead and learn it. Yeah. Go ahead and learn um, and then decide if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, at least you know how, if you need yeah. to, yep. if you need to, can you, Yeah. why not? Why, why not learn a new skill? Why not? What's, yeah. why would you not? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're interested in these ancient paths, but you don't know where to start, just pick one. Um, other mindset shifts will follow shortly after you do this. I can almost guarantee it. You just have to pick one and start moving in that direction. And you will be surprised at how once you pick one, you will move to the next. Once you knew, once you know how to make a bread or something simple, take butter from the store, mix it with herbs, soften it, mix it with herbs, make your own herbed butter. That's you're on your way yeah. to creating something that you would pay a lot more for yeah. that's already created. You know, just get started. If you don't, know I think how to it cook, has a snowball effect. It does have a snowball. You start effect. with one area, and I mean, we talked about our areas that our first steps were mm-hmm. in completely different realms, right? But once we got started, a lot of a lot of things started to change just mm-hmm. by the nature of learning and being willing to learn. Yeah. You the will new find things. out how enjoyable just minute things are to you, and how you really want to learn something different and just the act of learning just it just it just I can't even explain it um it just broadens your horizons it really makes you see things in a different light and you see things that you didn't know that you didn't know 
Yeah. So you want to, you want to be, it goes back to being teachable. Yeah. Right. What we were saying. Yeah. So if you're looking for a practical place to start, uh, I would recommend make a loaf of bread this week mm-hmm. instead sure. of buying one at the store. YouTube is an amazing resource. Yes. Go to YouTube. Yes. And you know, I happen to have a pretty good bread recipe <laughs> on my blog. Yes, you do. Um, that is really simple. Um, I could I could list out the ingredients and the instructions right now. Like that's how many times mm-hmm. I've made it. It's very basic, but it's a good place to start. Um just to take a first step there. Another way that you can start shifting your mindset is to turn off the news. Yes. Stop listening to uh, all the things. There's mm-hmm. just so much information out there. Um, and I don't think we were made to process that much information about everything that's happening in the right. world. Um, I think that does play into sometimes when we talk about a simpler life, they are people, our forefathers and people before us, our grandparents, they did not have all of this information. We were not supposed to know about all of the wars going on in all of the countries at all of the time. It's really stressful. And I can see how stressful it is, especially for older members of my family that listen to it. It really burdens them almost like they wish they could do something about it. Yeah. But it is across the world. And years ago, they would have never even known it was right. Well, it's always been happening. It's all right. We just have the pictures flashing and the sound bites, you know, all of the things thrown at us constantly. Uh, So, I mean, I would recommend that if you absolutely have to watch the news, Mm -hmm. find a source that aligns with your worldview Mm -hmm. and, and, (laughs) learn how to detect and avoid propaganda right? because it's going to save you a lot of stress and heartache. (laughs) And propaganda is not always negative. No. Propaganda is, is there's different, there's different variations of it. And it's as simple as saying someone is a good American. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, most Americans are, they're good Americans. They're patriotic or whatever. So, but you're trying to convince them that it's a good American and they're just different tactics that we use to get people elected or to buy the toothpaste or the the teeth whitener or whatever. We use words (laughs) to convince you that's propaganda. Yeah. So a lot of times we use it, it's been used negatively too, to play on your emotions and to stress you out. And so you do have to be aware of it. Yeah. Okay. So as the holidays approach, um, I would challenge you to look to shop locally. Today was Small Business Saturday, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing to do. Support your locally owned small businesses in your hometown and show your appreciation for their work. Um, And on that note, maybe just don't buy a ton of stuff this year. You know, set a budget, set a budget. I'll say it one more time. (laughs) Set a budget and stay within the budget. It's okay to scale back on that. Yeah. Really, it is. Um, as the new year approaches, learn patience. You can prepare a garden. Um, you can wait, whatever your zone is, for the right time to plant things. If you want to do that, that'll teach you patience. Um, a lot of patience. A lot of patience because, you you know, when you're gardening, you have to do it when it needs to be done. Yeah. You And you have to wait until it needs to be done. So you have to learn to that your life is cyclical. Yeah. Our seasons are cyclical. Things just come when they're supposed to. Yeah. You can't always rush things. You just need to wait and be patient. And if if you wait, then good thing good things come to those who wait, yeah. right? Yeah. So look look for your local we have a great we have some great stores in our local area. And and I was talking to Shani earlier, you know, 
when you meet the people that own this place, you know, you're supporting their kids or their right. grandkids or, you know, they're, they're paying taxes in the same area. They may even support you if you have a, a local business, right? You know, we all, we all can tend to look out for each other. Small businesses are just the heart. They're really the heart yeah. of it. And they, you when you, you know that you're going to pay a little bit more, you have to know your, because they can't buy in quantity right. like the other ones can. Um, but they're going to put heart and soul into what they're selling you. Most, most small businesses will anyway. And so, yeah, yeah try, try to shop local if you can. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are actually going to have an episode all about gardening or getting started with mm-hmm. gardening coming up soon. So if that's one of the areas that you want to take some first steps in, uh, stay tuned because that uh, will be helpful. Wendy is going to enlighten us with all of her gardening <laughs> knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Remember, I just throw happen. seeds out there and hope for the best. <laughs> but they work. It works. I <laughs> it, it works. I actually, uh, my parents were over uh, this evening before I came over and we walked through the garden because they wanted to see what was growing. And my fall potato experiment is still mm-hmm. growing, Good. even though all of the greens like died back during that freeze mm-hmm. a couple weeks right. ago. Are they sprouting? They're back? all back and yeah. flourishing. And um, I showed them I have this little parsley patch that I, I planted in the spring and it kind of nah, during the summer and mm-hmm. I just cut it all back. Well, it's all growing back. And it was one of those like scenarios where I just dumped the whole seed packet because I was like, yeah, it'll right. grow if it grows. And so we've eaten off of that. And then I've got tons of arugula that self-seeded mm-hmm. from the spring and cilantro that self-seeded from there the spring. And go. it's actually growing better now oh, than it did in the summer. Better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, yeah, I just, I'm a free spirit gardener and it's There you go, free great. spirit gardener. But it's okay. I have a homestead, not a farm. <laughs> that's right. She's she's not into production. Right. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. But um, yeah, so our next episode is going to include a list of our book recommendations for all the things um, to help you get started. This is definitely not comprehensive book lists because mm-hmm. we have... We oh, both have pretty extensive libraries. Yeah. For those of you who are going to follow us on Patreon, <laughs> we may show our, our book bookshelf. Yeah, we, we, we have a lot of books. Yes, but mm-hmm. books are good, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, next for episode sure. For We've got episode. lots of recommendations for you. Yeah. Um, we're going to share some of our favorite resources for gardening, cooking, natural living, herbalism, and more. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have an exciting announcement. For the new year. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. So in closing, thank you for joining us today. Please find us on Facebook and Instagram. Like, follow, and share us. We have a few resources going up this week, hopefully on Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com backslash ancient paths podcast and join our community there for $5 a month. Your membership will include bonus content from the show ebooks live q a sessions special video calls cooking classes and so much more i'm looking forward to the video the video calls I think that oh yeah fun. i think that would Where be we a lot can of see fun all the people on there. yes yeah, yep. okay so please leave us a review if you like us and if you don't think our content is for you please do not leave us a review <laughs> <laughs> um we thank you for listening and we hope you will join us again when you are ready to walk the ancient paths see you next week